everyone. Welcome to CMO Conversations. I'm Trisha Gelman, the CMO of Drift. And in this podcast, I interview CMOs. I try to publish every other week. And my goal is to talk to CMOs about what it's like to weather the storm of the changes that are happening for CMOs in the world. And also to sort of look at what it means in my mind to be CMO 3.0. And what I mean by that is that As a CMO, you should be stepping up to be a leader that's adding value, not just for marketing, but across the organization, helping to bring everybody together and also taking ownership of revenue, not leads. So you may not have realized this, but in the past three and a half, four months, I have been on maternity leave. I worked my little butt off before I went on leave to do lots of interviews so that we could have podcasts running every other week while I was out. But now this is my first episode um, recording while I'm back, and we've decided to do something totally different. And instead of me interviewing people, I have with me Dina Upton, who's the Chief People Officer of Drift, and we're going to talk about my journey to motherhood and what it's like to be a CMO at a hyper-growth company and have a new little baby at home. Welcome back, Trisha. You've had quite the journey. Well, thanks, Dina. It's it's good to be back. I'm still adjusting, but it's good to be back. And you've been back for a month, which probably seems like a couple of years. <laughs> How's the transition been? Yeah, I mean, I made the decision that I would literally shut off work when I went out on leave. And I just feel like this is a once in a lifetime thing to like have these early days of my child's life. And it took us so long to get here. Like, why would I try to work while I was also trying to figure out how to be a mom. And so I, as a part of that, I kind of, in my mind, recognize that as a leader, there would be a lot of decisions that were made that I would just have to kind of get on the bus when I got back, which I think is difficult because I'm used to being a big collaborator in those decisions. But I would say that was one of the trade-offs is like you have to sign up to the fact that you're just going to go along with your other leaders and you feel confident in the company that that's okay. But I just didn't feel like I could be engaged in the way I would want to be and be like out. Like there was kind of one or the other. Coming back, it's definitely been really hard. Harder than I thought it would be. Like one, I felt like, you know, it's just like, oh, I spent all this time with this child and I've been wanting to have this child for so long. And then now I'm just going to see her like two to three hours a day or something because they sleep so much. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's just been hard to like trade off the time, re-engage on the projects. And then I think like at Drift specifically, like we're such a hyper growth company. We have so many things going on. It's just like even re-engaging in all the projects, like finding the time to get up to speed is just, it's been a challenge. Did you ever think, like, as you were sort of picturing coming back to work, you're a planner, Trisha, I know that because I know you, (laughs) but uh, you can't plan everything, right? You can't plan that maybe your child will have trouble eating or you can't plan. There's certain things you can't plan. How do you emotionally get over that? Because the planning a child's schedule that you don't have complete control over, and especially as they're three or four months old, it's hard to do that. How do you, how do you manage it? Yeah, I mean, I think that actually this is the biggest thing. I mean, I think in life, like, hopefully you're taking risks and you're putting yourself out there to do new things all the time to have this sort of, like, continuing learning and growing experience in life, right? And grow your career, grow your experience level, fail on things and be okay with the failure. But 
I think, like, I've found that in this baby thing that, like, you know there are these milestones, you know there's these things, but you don't know how you're going to feel when it happens. And so, like, we were really lucky to be able to hire somebody to help us in the first two months. Yeah. And I kind of saw that as a way to invest in my marriage and my child's success. Some people were like, well, that's really expensive to hire a nurse for the first couple months. But I'm like, it's more expensive to go through divorce and to, <laughs> and to go through counseling, to be honest. So we had this other person and I always knew like we're going to have this person for two months and then like super expensive. So we're not going to have them. But then when it happened, I was like, oh, crap, like, now I have to be the leader. Like, I have to step in and make the decisions, and I have to do the stuff, and I found it really overwhelming. The same thing when I came back, I'm like, I knew I was going to come back. I knew I would have to go through the challenges of saying goodbye in the morning and coming home and, like, all these things. But at the end of the day, like, once you do it, like, you start to feel what's happening. And it was hard at first because I didn't know, like, what would bother me. Yeah. And then I realized in the first week that I was having a hard time just like getting up to speed with everything. And I had to realize, okay, like, what are the things you really need to get up to speed on? And how can you prioritize those meetings and talking to those people? And then I also realized like I wanted to be able to like check in with the nanny to understand like what's happening in the middle of the day. So like maybe not be there, but at least like get an update and get pictures. So I asked her to like start sending me pictures and things. So I think it's just like checking in with yourself and understanding like what's really going on with yourself on a regular basis and then being able to pivot. What made you decide to write the article that you did and you published in Business Insider? And what has the response been? Yeah, when I was talking to the team about being out on maternity leave, one of the things that came up is just like, what a big deal it was for me to be having a kid. And I think people just think, oh, you want to have a kid, you decide you're going to have a kid. It's like in the fairy tales and the movies, and it's so simple. But, you know, I started expressing my anxiety about it because it had taken so long. And like up until the moment that we had our child, I kept thinking like, it's still not going to happen, still not going to happen. And so I kind of was talking about it a lot to people and realized it's beneficial to me, but it's also beneficial to a lot of people to really talk about these stories. Because for so long in my journey to have a child, I felt really isolated and I was struggling with the fact that like something's wrong with me. And it's because these topics of like fertility and having a child when it's not working out 100% are just kind of taboo, right? Like people don't talk about miscarriages, etc. But then when you start talking about it, you find, oh my God, there's so many people who have the same challenges. And so I wanted to create an environment where maybe if I put my voice out there, it would encourage other people to put their voices out there so we could stop this sort of taboo culture. Like, it's somewhat working because there were people that I don't even know who, like, saw, I posted about the article in LinkedIn, and then people posted back, and I didn't know them, and they shared with me their own journeys, or they shared, like, how they felt like it was so important because they knew other people who had the problem, and I think that that's good. Like, if I can feel like I helped a couple people, to me, that's, like, really an awesome feeling. Have you noticed any changes or differences in the way you approach your work, like the way you lead your team, or the way you consider kind of marketing in general because of the well the addition to your family and then the time that you've taken away from work I don't know yet about like any different way of thinking of marketing I think like with COVID what I at first found is that like obviously you have to bring much more empathy into your marketing into your leadership into everything and then I think 
like it's very emotional having a child and like not being there all day to see like how they're developing and everything. And so maybe that's impacting like, like I think a lot of what we're looking at right now is like our brand and what does it stand for? And, you know, we kind of rebranded the company look and feel before I left in a whole new category. And so I'm trying to figure out like, how do we, how do we make it resonate at an emotional level, like what we're doing and what our brand stands for? And I don't know that that's really being influenced by like the emotional component of having a child or if it's just really like where we need to be. Yeah, so it's hard to say that. But I do think on like how I'm working now, I kind of let like the work life overtake almost my personal life with COVID because I was never leaving the house. (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, I'm here. So yeah, I can jump on a Zoom. Like, it's not like I'm in my car commuting. It's not like I'm doing something else. And so before I went on leave, I was working a lot. And now I'm just not willing to put that much time, right? And I don't have that much time. Otherwise, it's like, why do I have a child? And so I'm finding that I definitely am having to pick up much more ruthless prioritization. And then also prioritizing like the things that I need, like the time I need to move forward on the agenda that impacts what I have to do, like prioritizing that. Because historically in my whole life, I've prioritized everyone else over myself. And so it's been a big exercise of identifying like, okay, if I'm on the board for these metrics for this month, like am I prioritizing the meetings that are going to get us to those metrics versus helping Dina to get to her metrics or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You mentioned to me that you found inspiration in some of the children's books that you've been reading to Liliana. Can you share an example of how you're bringing that into your day-to-day? Yeah, it's funny because you think of children's books as just like these like fluffy little nursery rhymes and things like that. But there's lots in of good nuggets in there. Yeah, there's like so many nuggets. Like there's one book that's like about this fish and how it has all these like shiny scales and it's like thinks it's the like coolest fish in the sea. And there's like a little meager fish that wants one of his shiny scales and he's like, no way, I'm not going to give it to you. And it's just so rude. And so I'm like, Liliana, that fish is being rude. You don't want to be rude. You know, like it doesn't say that in the book, but that's the lesson. And then like in the end, it gives away its scales. So then it can kind of have like a posse of people to hang out with and not be so lonely. And I think like that's really good like work lesson, right? It's like, how do you as a leader bring everybody along versus just trying to like chart your own path yourself and like, you know, be all ego driven and everything else. There's another book, which is like Jamie Lee Curtis book about like big words for little people or something. Mm -hmm. It has words like impossible and confidence and perseverance. And it's interesting, like when we we're talking about perseverance. And I was like, well, you're here because we had a lot of perseverance. And it just makes you realize like, like the things that matter again, like back to that whole point of what of what matters. And I think that that's one of my big lessons is about the journey. Like, I think that's something that defines me when I was a lot younger, and I started doing Ironman, like our coach was basically talking about how like life is more about the journey than it is about the destination. And that sounds weird because you're like, oh, you're going to do this race. And it's like a total destination to get the race checkbox, you know, but you don't really enjoy it if you just focus on getting to the race. Like you have to enjoy the journey along the way. And a lot of times things don't work out the way you want. So you have to have the perseverance or at least understand like truly what matters to you and what's on your checkbox list at any given time. 
you're the CMO at a hypergrowth software company. You're also the mom of a four-month-old right now. So time is not necessarily on your side. How do you manage that, Trisha? You know, I know you've been back at work for a little over a month. You talked a bit about sort of delegating to your teams, but any any tricks that you have or thought process or philosophy you have on trying to be really good at both of those things, mom, spouse, all three of those things, mom, spouse, CMO. I mean, I think there's just so many things. And I think that's something about like, as you go through life, like you go from being a single person and being super selfish to kind of expanding your horizon in terms of what it is that you're trying to juggle. And I think for me right now, like for sure, once you have a child, it's like, where do you find time for yourself? And how do you make sure that you do have some of yourself time? Because otherwise, if you're not having strength yourself, then you basically can't give to everybody else, whether it's your work or your family or your child or whatever. So generally, what I'm trying to do is a couple of days a week, get up really early, like 5.30 or 6. And then I am trying to work out for 30 minutes. And then instead of being the person who's feeding Liliana before the nanny comes, like I've agreed with my husband that he does that so I can get ready. And I think that's really, I mean, it's even at home, like, how are you delegating what needs to get done? And then during the day, like, I'm really prioritizing what it is I'm doing, what meetings am I spending time in, where am I giving my time? Because I do really pride myself on trying to mentor people and make myself time for people that I just meet through like LinkedIn and like listeners here who reach out and say, hey, I'd love to get your opinion on this or that. And so really thinking twice of like, what am I doing with my time? Why am I doing it? Like what bucket does it fill? Right. And then with my direct reports, I have like a Google Doc that I go through for every one-on-one so we take the notes and it's really clear like what are we working on and like that's like a good reference so you're juggling so many different things you can always go back to it you don't forget something right right I think that's really good too yeah and one of the things I think we talked a little bit about this earlier but when you were interviewing Drift for this role you had told me that relationships were really, really important so you were interviewing the executive team how we interacted with each other how we supported each other How did you know Drift was the spot for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, as a CMO, I think this is one of the hardest things, to be honest, because there's a lot of open positions for like VP of marketing or CMO, depending on the size of the company. But like, there's a whole multifaceted thing, I think that has to work, like you have to find a technology that you're passionate about, because it's a lot of work to be a CMO. And if you're not passionate about what the product is, like you're up shit's creek. Yeah. The next thing is the team. Like, do you want to work with these people? And do you feel like they are going to be your peers? Are you going to learn from them? Like, are they really going to help to accomplish the goals? Because you don't want to be in a situation where you're the only one who is kind of like on this page of whatever the goals might be. Right. And then finally, it's like, are you going to have the right tools and materials to kind of be successful? Right. Like I interviewed a companies where like they didn't have values that made sense and so there were like no women in the executive team there was no women in the board there was no concept of a hr or people person who was helping to push forward on culture and i'm like well i'm gonna fail because you want me to build a high-performing marketing team but like you don't care about the things that people i would want to hire care about And so then I'm not going to be able to build that team. And so I think that to me was like the interview process is to try and figure out all of these things. And I think in the end of the day, one, I love the fact that DC and Elias like worked together before because it's also a dance to get the executive team together and to have them gel. Right. And so at least if you have part of the team that's worked together before and they've been successful together before, you know that like some of that at least is 
is in the checkboxes. Right. So to me, that was great. And then also seeing other people that I thought I would like love to work with and that had like a constant desire to like learn and grow. Like I love that about Drift. Awesome. Well, Dina, we're running out of time and I thought it would be pretty scary to talk about myself, but I think it's great. And one of the things that I always do in the end of my show is I ask the person, the guest to share like one piece of advice. And so I think I have to close on uh, one piece of advice. And I think like we've talked about it a lot, but my piece of advice is really to check on yourself and identify like what are your priorities not what do you want to do what title do you want to have but really what are the priorities and the things that matter to you is it about bringing your whole self to work is it about working in the most innovative technology like what are those things and then how do you start to carve out your career path to achieve your career goals but at the same time make sure that you're not sacrificing on those things that really matter to you love it so uh that's a wrap and i want to thank you all for listening to cmo conversations where i am the host and also today the guest thank you dina for having this conversation with me i always love our conversations and like you're a mom as well and you always bring like great news about your um, children and your family to work which i think you know it just lightens the load and helps make everything fun so thank you for that thank you You can help us promote the show by going into whatever channel you use to download your podcast and giving us like five thumbs up, six stars, whatever it might be, and spread the word. Thank you for listening. Maybe you're happy to hear that in my next episode, I will be interviewing an actual CMO, not myself. (laughs) Uh, So thanks for uh, being a listener.